three from the closet. Uh, for new listeners, we are episode 199. We won't be doing episode 200 until our studio back opens up back up. And, you know, we feel comfortable enough we're going. Um, obviously, we want everybody to stay home and be safe. And we're making sure we practice the same. Uh, like I say, every episode, there's a benefit to creating my own sort of studio in my sneaker closet. Um, and make sure this sneaker content continue to get out there. If you listen to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podbeam, Cast Fox, Cast Fox, whatever it's called, um, any podcast platform you listen to us on audio, it'd be great if you review us if you um, feel the need to do so. Uh, video should be up at some point today. It is actually 10 o'clock Saturday. So, you know, just obviously woke up. You know, around seven o'clock, been in a long thread conversation with the family, you know, and by family, I mean, you know, Jay, Shanghai, Andy, you know, Rico and Josh, the Swagzilla and my Bay Area bro. Um, George is in a thread, too, but he refuses to talk to us. So, uh, but, you know, that's George. That's what makes George George. That's what makes our show so good is how, you know, George and I work off each other and our different personalities. But I did want to make sure I did put a show out. I'm sorry it's late. You know, I had opportunities to record it during the week, but I'll tell you, working at home with the family and quarantine and things like that, it's a lot harder than you think it would be when you're in the office. When I'm in the office, you always have that mindset of, oh, I'd love to be able to work from home and, you know, make it so much easier. And maybe it would be easier if the kids weren't at home. It sucks, you know, when you're working at home and you feel bad because your kids are standing outside the office door, you know, asking you, are you done yet? They don't have, my kids are young, so they don't have a full understanding of, of time yet. So when it's like 10 a.m. and they're asking me, am I done yet? And I have to tell them that like, hey, daddy has about six more hours of work. You know, it's devastating to them, you know, especially when I'm right there and accessible to them. And, you know, I always tell people all the time, like it's very important. And I hope it's just as important to our listeners and our women out there who are mothers important for me to be a good father you know i my dad was a phenomenal father but this was my dad was dad working dad sunday to sunday worked all the time and you know when he did have time to be home he didn't have the energy and time to hang out and play for us and i've been blessed and fortunate enough to be able to make my own schedule and you know be very flexible at what i do um to be able to play with my kids i actually go outside play with my kids we the other day we made magic wands out of you know tree sticks and you know we put magic on each other you know abracadabra you have to act like a horse you have to act like a chicken you know and they love stuff like that and they like seeing dad be goofy so uh but i do want to make sure that you know for those that are at home and look forward to the podcast and look forward to sneaker content that we do provide something every week sorry it's a little late i can't guarantee when it's going to come out next week uh, this episode will probably be up in a few hours. I have my cup of coffee right here, drinking my coffee. It'll be up audio-wise probably in a couple hours. Video, probably end of the night, maybe, depending on how much time I really get to editing it into it. If not, no later than Sunday. Uh, and hopefully Sunday early, because I will be watching Last Dance, just like the rest of you. Hat update. Hats are almost done. And I, this is a disclaimer. And, and this is what I want to tell you. I've said this before with the hats. I want to make sure the hats feel special to me. 
it's essentially a hat you can see it with an s on it but there's reasons why i choose a snapback reasons why i chose the color blocking reasons why i added the tags and so forth i am a little upset that i didn't get them up before the last dance because partially this has to do with the bulls the hats um and i didn't want anybody thinking like oh last dance comes out now he's got a bulls hat no that's not the case this these were done man going on eight to ten weeks now i will tell you about the hats where i did mess up i made more hats than i did of the first run and one of the episodes i'm a very paranoid you know person i'm a perfectionist and i really want people to love and enjoy you know anything that we do decide to put out that's called merch um and in one of the episodes, probably like episode 190 or something, I had said, yo, hit me up. Uh, and, you know, I'll hit you up first and invoice you and they drop. That list is way more people than hats that I have. That's how I will put it. Um, so for those, you will begin emailed. If you don't want it anymore, pay, and listen to me now. The hats are $45 shipped, same price as the other ones, and these ones are better than the other ones, and more thought put into these to me, okay? So, just in case you don't want it, 45 bucks right now is a lot for a hat, I get it, I tried to stay within that same price range as like a hat club and stuff like that, even though we don't have the notoriety of a hat club and stuff, there's a lot more thought put into this uh, hat than you could say a lot of other places put into theirs. So that's how I put it. Same price as last time. If you're local to Arizona, it's only 35, 35 bucks. We can meet up, you know, whatever the case may be, and I can send it to you. But to ship it, 35 bucks anywhere in the U.S. I think is, I mean, 45 bucks ship is a good price uh, to me. So, and if you don't want to pay it, man, no hard feelings. More hats to be coming out soon. I'm debating on doing a pre-order for more of these just because of the amount of people that do want them. If I do do a pre-order, it's a pre-order. That means it takes about four to five weeks to make to get to me. Once I get it, I got to get the stickers, tags, box, everything put on it, and then get that to you. So it's a process. I don't know if I want to do that, but, and I don't know if people want to wait that long for them, but, you know, we'll see. And I will be doing a video of unboxing my own hat. Like, I want to unbox our own product and explain everything that comes to it. I think that's important, and I don't think a lot of people do that. I don't want to create something for you guys and just be like, here's the red one, here's the blue one, here's the white one, here's the, the yellow one. No, no, I want you to know why I chose these colors, these colors for this reason, why I choose a snapback and not a fitted. A lot of people have been asking, when are we going to do a fitted? I don't know if I'll ever do a fitted because snapbacks mean something different to me in the culture of sneakers and hip hop that people seem to forget. I'm just going to give you just a little example. When I think of Boys in the Hood, you know, one of the, the most iconic scenes you think of is when Ricky was shot. And I'm going to probably explain this during the video of Unbox as well, but Homeboy, you know, the car, shotgun, red car. What else is in the thing? The red snapback. The entire movie is with snap. I'm not going to get into it now because that's part of the reason why I choose a snapback. It's part of the reason, shout out to. Uh, Mr. McNugget, that's his Twitter name. I don't know if that's his last name or not. I mean, sorry, his uh, IG name. 
but he always asks why I wear my hats the way I do. I wear my hats to the front, low, flat bill, tipped because of L.A., because of California, because of South Central, Compton, Inglewood, Boys in the Hood, Minister Society. That's why I wear my hats this way. That's why I wear them to the front like that. I don't wear them fitted. I don't bend the bill. I have some that I bend the bill, but there's a reason why I wear my hats the way I do. Uh, so, just real quick. Like I said, appreciate everybody. Shout out to George. Get him back on the podcast soon. Maybe he'll be inclined to sit on the phone for me two hours and do an episode from the closet for you. Maybe we'll even, me and George will even get together and do so. I don't know. That's going to be completely up to George. Uh, pickups. This week, I have no pickups. Actually, you know what? The only pickups I did have was like some clothes. I did buy some shorts that I wanted that I mentioned last episode, I believe. Oh, this hat. You know, shout out to the Dodgers. You know, like I represent California. People don't understand. Like, I'm from California. The Bay Area raised me. But I'm, I, you know, I'm from Inglewood, Oxnard. And even though I left at a young age, California will always be in you. The Bay Area is probably, you know, in me more. Pause. But L.A. is home. There's something about where you visit, where you originated, you started your roots at. You touch soil. It's something. It's a feeling. And if you're from California, you know what it is. You're from New York, you know what it is. Texas, Chicago, anywhere. You, when you're from an area that has a culture of its own, has its own heartbeat, and you touch soil there, you always want to represent. So I had to get the Dodgers high with the low rider, the roses on the back, has little paisley. I might turn it backwards later through the episode, but shout out to Hat Club for this hat. And I'll tell you this, hats on Hat Club, which I don't think I was aware of, sell out just as fast as sneakers. Like, I got put into a queue for the hat. And when I went back, sold out like that. They had a Yankees one as well. They had, you know, a lot of Yankee, New York insignias around it. Gone. Just like that. Just like sneakers. That's how quick they're gone. And I went on there and looked through the Hat Club website. And I was like, man, there's a lot of fire hats on there that I wasn't aware of. So I will be copying a lot of those. But I will be wearing my own hat majority of the time. Uh, Releases this week. Obviously, everybody woke up this morning and tried for the Jordan 6 DMP. I didn't. I debated on waking up trying for it. I'm not going to say I don't want it, but I don't want it. Like I don't want it enough to try. And I don't know where that original price of 250 had came from. That was the original price of it, but they released for 200 Good. Um, Jordan 6 is my favorite Jordan of all time, but it's also become one of those sneakers that I just don't find any pleasure in wearing or even trying to wear. I have two, three black infrared sixes. Those are the only ones I essentially feel like I need. Uh, the black BME 6, it looks nice. I mean, I've seen a few review videos. Um, they look pretty good, you know, so can, I almost say congrats. Saying congratulations to people that get shoes just seems ridiculous, especially when you put the word in the same phrases with baby showers and having a baby and, you know, graduating college and job promotions, saying congratulations on spending your money on shoes just seems ridiculous to me. But, you know, who am I? Um, what else comes out this week? Sorry. Uh, the LeBron James Command. I think those come out this week. I'm not sure. I originally saw that on a lot of releases, and it was, um, you know, slated to drop, but 
it wasn't on sneakers or anything. So I don't know if that actually dropped or not, or if it was. I, I would imagine it would come out on sneakers. Don't know if it released or not. To me, the LeBron Command, Commander, Command, whatever, you know, it's obviously off the retro Command David Robinson, you know, sneakers from the 80s, 90s maybe. Um, but it's the best LeBron 17, LeBron 17 right now. The best LeBron James colorway, period, right now. And it's not even an argument to me. The, the neon green sole of it is a little tacky, but the shoe itself is fire. It may not come out Saturday or Sunday, maybe Monday. I don't know. Uh, and then also, Linen Yeezys dropped this morning. Uh, 350s. Looks like a, a good looking sneaker. Uh, I will tell you what a lot of the new colorways in the Yeezy 350s, it's really hard to like make a determination if you like them at that moment when you see them. Like, you either really like them on the initial pictures or you know on feet pics whatever you know before they actually release you know yeezy supply yeezy mafia whatever whenever you see the shoe originally you originally go yo that's kind of fire and then it doesn't take until it actually releasing and you seeing till you be like nah, i don't like those um lenins are one of those and pictures they look fire i'm sorry the yeah pictures they look fire in hand i don't know it's sort of like clays. I do like clays, and I like clays a lot before I actually saw them on people's feet. Um, and when I see them now, I think they're kind of whack. But then there's some that I thought were whack picture-wise that I think are fire. You know, clouds? I think clouds are phenomenal. I think centrons are dope. There's a lot of other... The earth ones, little earth tone ones that came out probably, what, a month ago maybe? I didn't care for any of those. But shout-out to... I think it's I am legend legend. I don't know. He's on a uh, IG and he had the light blue denim rolled up uh, perfectly rolled up. Might I add with the earth easies, the darker brown ones, they look fire. And like I said, I will be getting back to wearing Yeezys November 1st, November 30th. I don't know. I'm going to get back on it. There's just no reason for me to hold my protest anymore. You know, I, you know, I did, my, I, I did my thing. I stood my ground as long as possible. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I mean, I will say this. Missing out on Yeezys, it hasn't done anything. A lot of people think it'd be impossible to not want Yeezys anymore. It's actually pretty easy. Uh, I put a lot of focus on the other pairs that I didn't have or didn't get or pairs that I neglected because it started showing way too much attention to Yeezys. Um, so I don't think that I'm missing, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so... Let's talk. I'm trying to think about where I want to start first. Um, if you hear me taking a sip, it's me drinking coffee. Like I said, it's 10 o'clock in the morning here on Saturday. Ooh, that's hot. Um, organic coffee. I don't know what that means, but it makes me feel better inside and mentally to think that I'm drinking something that's supposed to be better than other coffee. I'm just talking now. Uh, StockX. Good old StockX. <laughs> You know, I, I one thing I love about doing the podcast is that, you know, people that do support the show or follow us on social media. There's a lot of people that follow us on social media and make interaction with us on social media and send messages who don't actually listen to the podcast, which is great. They see the stuff that we post. They kind of see the stance that we take. They see our opinions and our views and stuff like that. And they respect it and they contribute to it. You know, and clearly when the information about StockX now doing a 3% added fee for buyers oh we got tagged on and sent it i mean so many times which i very much appreciate 
And, you know, clearly we would have saw it, you know, anyways. But it's glad to get that heads up from people who are interested in wanting to hear our opinion on it. Um, and I'm doing a podcast today by myself. I mean, clearly you've already known that. I've already started. Uh, it's, you know, early. And, you know, I just didn't really feel like trying to put together the system and everything to get anybody on the phone. Um, StockX. Let's hear there's a lot of levels and variables to this that I'm concerned with. And it's not really the 3%. Back when StockX had the issue of people um, was hacking or their data was compromised or all of our information was compromised uh, through their system, my whole thing with like them and other companies is being humble. I think that's the right word to use in this situation. It's okay to tell us you effed up. It's perfectly fine in that situation about the data being compromised. My thing was like, yo, tell us y'all effed up. Man, we thought we was good. Things happen. Here's a 20% off code. You know, we're going to make sure this doesn't happen again. That's it. There's 3% fee. Okay. One is time. Now, I don't like the timing of them letting us know this, but the timing that we're in right now could possibly be very well the reason why they are doing this now. A lot of businesses are struggling and are losing a lot of money places. Now, when you're in the community of sneakerheads and sneakers, you just think, you just have this entire mindset that everything is A-OK. We buy sneakers. Everybody buys sneakers. It's all on social media, posting videos on feed, yada, yada, yada. Their sales are out of control. And people don't take in consideration the costs to run a lot of this stuff. And I don't have a problem with the 3% fee, okay? Because this is big business. I can't utilize big business for myself and not fully understand big business if you didn't think these fees and stuff were gonna happen at all you're sadly mistaken i mean even with something as simple as netflix netflix raises the prices here and there you know due to this we must add this now here is my issue with things like this which is across big businesses across big small whatever business across the board when it comes to stuff like this. I would love, I would have liked, and I think a lot of people would agree and maybe appreciate the same thing, if a StockX told us why. A lot of people and companies hide behind words like processing fees, maintenance fees, transaction fees. And that's kind of just the way it goes with just any business. Me, myself, personally, um, there are words being in the position that I am professionally and me and other people in my position within our organization. We know the words to hide behind when we need to like research or get the answers. Let me get back to you. You know what? Let's make a spreadsheet for that. You know what? Let's make a folder for that. Hey, how about we add this to this list? Those are words that are used in business a lot of times when you're dealing with people that you hide behind. I personally am over with stuff like that. Um, in this situation, if a StockX came out and said, you know, due to the current situation, 
we have taken a great loss yada 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 we will be adding this 30% fee to cover the cost as an order to remain open during this time. Something along that line. It wouldn't bother people as much. Now, me personally, it doesn't matter what StockX does. Um, we're all too addicted to the product to stop buying. That's essentially what it is. If you tried for DMP6s this morning and you didn't get them, what'd you do? Straight to stock it. Straight to go. That's exactly what you did. And that's not going to stop you. It may annoy you, but it's going to be how much will your addiction dictate what you do next with your money when it comes to sneakers. I tell people all the time, retail to me now? 250-270 because once phone posits hit that much for retail, that became retail for anything to me I'm willing to wear. That's how I will put it. Now, there are certain things that I love, I need that are at that price that I won't buy. And it's because I don't know if I'll wear it. I have too many sneakers right now that I don't wear. And I think this quarantine has taught me that, like, why do I have so many DS sneakers in my closet? For what? Um, but like I said, sometimes you just, it's just good to give an explanation, you know, it's just good to say, you know what, this is something that we required in order to supplement some of the losses we've taken. We've incurred more employees and, and let's, and let's get one thing straight as sneakerheads and contributors to the sneaker community. A lot of you guys, us, everybody complains about, you know, things that StockX does, authenticating this and that you know what, maybe some of this fee is going to hire more authenticators. Or maybe this is going to the, you know, help with overtime to employees now who are still working nonstop around the clock to authenticate your sneakers during a pandemic. I don't know. I don't view it as worth anything complaining. My complaint is, just tell us why. Don't, don't hit me with the process fee. Don't hit me with the maintenance fee, the transaction fee, the, you know, and you know what I'm saying. Those words that none of us know what that means. What does processing mean? Like, what does that mean? Don't do that. Tell us this is just whatever the reason is that you guys need this extra 3% for us to pay. Tell us why. And for all you out there who think, yo, I'm never doing stockers again. I'm not doing it. Uh, yeah, you are. Stop it. Okay? <laughs> People just act like they're just so big and bad in situations like that you get immediately mad like god dang but if you need it you need it you have to be at a certain level of sneaker connoisseur in order to completely disregard stuff like StockX and goat and things like that you just do now this is my worry when it comes to things like that when you do add, sorry, have the ability to add a 3% fee to buyers um, who you know they just can't help themselves from using your site, using your product. They're addicted. We're a sneakerhead. We're addicted. This is what worries me. And I'm trying to put this in a way without being disrespect disrespectful 
because they might not like this. You have to be really comfortable where you are as a business in the market if you can continue to add a fee during a time like this. I have said in the past with StockX when it came to like negative press, etc., I always said you don't see other platforms on social media, on sneaker blogs, publication. Sorry, someone got on me about blogs. Publication, sneaker publication, social medias, whatever. You don't see other platforms like StockX being bashed on social media as much as StockX or being talked about as much as StockX. I used to think that was a bad thing for StockX, but it goes back to that old saying, and I'm a firm believer in old sayings. I look both ways before I cross the street. If you join a gang, you will go to jail or die. If you do drugs, you will go to jail or die. I believe in old sayings, and I believe in the saying that even bad publicity is good publicity. Actually, I probably didn't even say that saying right. Whatever that say, even though a lot of the public pub publicity that StockX gets social media-wise and stuff like that, some of it's bad, whether it's authenticating, whatever, which you don't know what's real or not. People are posting on social media for likes, clout, retweet, whatever you want to call it. But they're being talked about. I am concerned that other platform might not be around much longer. I know nothing. George and I, we are not, we are sneaker analysts. We, we are just, to me, I have always considered George and I like sports analysts, you know, sports anchors, news anchors. We are giving you an opinion about something and making speculation educated or opinionated we are gonna make these opinions and discuss it with the thought well by putting great thought behind it i am worried that a platform like stockx being able to add processing fees and things like that they know something we don't know yet. I'm concerned for other platforms similar to StockX because it's almost like they, they don't exist. That's how I'll put it. Good, bad, the other. It's almost like it doesn't exist. And, and, and that's a problem, and that's what I worry about, and, it's, and I worry about it being a monopoly on that market. A lot of people have out there been saying, this is a great opportunity for other people to start their own platform, their own setting, and things like that. I wish people had that thought process and thought they could do that. People can do it, but it takes a lot of capital, smart processes. It takes a lot of business steps to get a process like this correct. You have to be backed 
investment-wise, credibility-wise. We all trusted our current platform, StockX and GOAT, immediately right off the bat. We just trusted them right off the bat to cop, to sell, to make an account, give them our credit card information right off the bat. If anybody feels that they can start the exact same process, go for it. It's going to be extremely hard. And honestly, you really don't have to. If you're already a reseller who have made connections and have able to get large amounts and put that work in to get sneakers to resell, you're already kind of doing it. You're just missing a website. You know, I encourage a lot of these resellers out here who are able to, you know, accumulate a large amount of releases and sell them. I encourage you to just open up a website. Start a website. Um, it's easier. You know, a lot of places there are a few. Shout out to Legend. That's one of the places too out there doing their thing. He gets a good amount of sneakers and has a great amount of support from the community in Arizona within a whole. But I am worried that StockX will soon have a monopoly over the app resale market. Another thing too, this is where I want to put it. Now I could be wrong about this because I don't remember this and I don't remember the initial launch of StockX and what it set itself out to be. A lot of people are looking at this as like um, a reseller site. I don't think I remember StockX go ever considering themselves a reseller site. We do because you can make profit off of it. If you even look back to a lot of old StockX uh, marketing publication, uh, things like that, all it really wanted to enforce and talk about was making sure the consumer had the ability to get sneakers they missed out on. Whether they were old ones back in the day, classics or recent releases as of that day, that night, whatever. That's what they set out to be and that was their goal to do so. To make sure the consumer can get that grail. That's what the commercial says. It doesn't say make sure the seller can make great profit. StockX, they're doing their job. They're making their money off addicts. Let's keep it 100. They're making their money off addicts. And sellers are making profit on the side. But I don't think I could be wrong. I don't think I've ever seen anybody from these platforms promote you can make a lot of money with them. They promote you can get the sneakers you missed out. You can find something that you thought was gone forever. That's it. But everybody, don't be mad about the 3% fee. If you're not legitimately going to stop doing something about it, it really doesn't matter. Like, you can have your stance on it. You could be upset about it. But don't let something drop that you missed out on. Because if you're just going to be on Twitter or social media adding Nike and adding everyone that you missed out on the drop, just type in goat.com slash need this, stockx.com, whatever, and just bite the bullet. Uh, Yeezy. Yeezy in the news uh, this week, which, you know, I will say this week has been sort of more, you know, a little information-wise about uh, sneakers. I feel like even with the quarantine and everything going on that, even as something as minor as sneaker news, it's kind of slowed down. Um, I even found myself, shout out to Mr. Miller, and shout out to Beats and Treats, Beats and Treats, um, 
typically I stay out of IG lives, but I was in that one, and they had brought up a particular discussion. And I'll talk about it right now. They had brought up, shout out to Mr. Miller, shout out to, uh, like I said, Feats and Treats. Sorry if I got that wrong. They were in IG Live, and you know, I jumped in. I've been jumping in a few IG Lives. And shout out to people when I get into the live. They talk about they love the podcast, and you know, I, I just, I honestly don't know who listens and doesn't listen to it except the people who contact me on a regular basis. I know our numbers are are phenomenal on podcast platform, iTunes, Spotify. Um, and we do great amount of views on YouTube. You know, we do what we can, a lot of interaction. Um, but a discussion about female sneakerheads. And, you know, I had put my comment in there and said, it's a really hard discussion to have about female sneakerheads, I guess. And I hate saying female sneakerheads because they're just sneakerheads as well. But me and George have had this discussion a long, long time ago. Like I said, we're on episode 199. That has probably been brought up on double-digit episodes in the past on the discussion of women collectors, women designers, etc. Um, and I guess somebody on another live, or I don't know, had said something... I guess along the lines of don't quote me that women don't belong in the sneaker game, some nonsense like that. And you know, clearly that's a moron. But the the thing is is that people also and this is one of the variables that I talk about when it comes to the internet, social media, sneaker collectors, people really need to watch who they talk and converse with and include in their content. I don't typically block people, but I've blocked a lot of people recently because I no longer have that same energy that I used to give in arguing and fighting online like I used to. And I've talked about this in the past, and I won't talk about it again, but me and I've had my battles. There is nobody who hasn't listened to this podcast and follows on social media who doesn't know that we're about that. But I, I made my point that I'm over it. Too many people converse talk to people that show their true colors online right off the bat but they appreciate the engagement more than they appreciate paying attention to the morons the people who are morons everybody on the internet that sends you a dm chats likes adds an emoji makes a comment hits you up every once they're not your friends on the internet i'm sorry to tell you that Everybody on the internet is a stranger, okay? There are people I talk to regularly every single day. They're homies. I consider them homies. But none of us have ever met. They're homies. They're internet social media homies. Until Los. That's the homie. Good dude. Sofrito. Skate the Grape. I consider Great the Great a super homie. He came. I've met him. I've been around him. Ryan Swanger. I've been around him. He's the homie. I consider him a friend. We don't got to talk every single day. James uh, from Off the Cut Show. He's the homie. I've been there. I've seen him. I've talked to him. I see how he's like. I see how he is. Our interaction wasn't only cut, I mean, sorry, specific to the internet. We made it happen. I know you have, 
some of you haven't. I'm not talking to everybody. But you can't let these idiots come on in here and bother you and say stuff like that. Especially people who are just, they're idiots and you knew they were. Um, now, back to the discussion about women in the sneaker thing. We've made the points many times in the past. Women in the sneaker community, one of the main reasons, and this is this is a variable thing. And I would like, if there's any women who listen to this podcast whatsoever, if you would like to be on the show next week and have a conversation with me via the phone, Skype, um, let's do so. But I need somebody who's going to actually talk back and forth and go through. Actually, you know, I might contact somebody to have that discussion. One of my issues with when it comes to women in the sneaker community is, is that it's too emphasized that they're women. It's too emphasized, even on sneakers app even on websites, even that. Like, I appreciate women making it about women, but I hate when everything else makes it about women. It separates women from the men. That's what it does. If I go to Sneakers app and there's a specific thing on women and sneakers or women in sports, I get it, but it separates it out. It does. I do feel like we're past the point to where we need to separate it out ourselves. It's like Tinker. People still worship Tinker. Tinker is a absolute legend in designing sneakers with Nike. He still worships. Give him the greatest retirement plan of all time. Seed his entire bloodline sneakers until the end of earth, and that's it. There are a lot of other designers out here who aren't being put in position to receive that future shine like a Tinker. There are people who were designing at the same time with Tinker that they don't talk about that much. And I get it. Tinker is a part of some of the greatest Tinkers of all time. But, like I said in the past, women need to be able to design men's sneakers more often. Not women's sneakers that come in larger sizes. No, no, no. They need to be able to do a line that's specifically for men and women and kids and so forth. Women need to be put in the forefront by including them. I'm sorry, you know what? Let me take that back. Not by including them. By them being a part of it, not just being included. That's how I put it. It shouldn't be like, yo, let's grab this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And oh, oh, we got to tell what's her name too. And I ain't get hurt too. And this, and this is on all platforms, even Complex. When Complex do Complex Con, they do like the little panel and they throw in like a, a Lily May. They barely let her say anything. And she's sitting up there with one of the greatest Jordan Sixes of all time that she's created. Stop. Don't be disrespectful. But the conversation of how come women can't be put on a higher pedestal is just way too many barriers to discuss with that. And I'm, I want to discuss that with somebody. I already have somebody in mind that I might hit up and discuss that with. But if anybody who is a, uh, a woman who would like to discuss that with me next week on the podcast, we could do so. We can have you call in Skype-wise and uh, have that conversation and break it down. But you got to want to talk to me. you got to want to talk. And we got to be able to understand both point, point of views. And shout out to Feats Industries. Shout out to Mr. Miller. Uh, go on to people live. Check them out. 
And a lot of people are scared to go on people's lives if they only see like four people in it. And like, I'm out of here. Sit there. Converse. Talk. What does it matter? You ain't doing nothing else. Like, you ain't too good to sit in somebody's live with two people in it. I hate that. I hate it. Like you see somebody that you follow on social media doing a live and you accidentally get into their live and they got four people in it. You get out quick because you don't want them to see you. Why not? Talk. Back to Yeezy did an interview recently with GQ Magazine. Shout out to GQ Magazine. Um, and I believe at some point, I don't have the quote exactly, but he basically, I guess he was asked about Nike retroing Yeezy 2s. I don't know if it was Yeezy 2s or all retro, all Yeezys with Nike. But I think Yeezy 2s specifically with Nike. He was asked, would he be fine with Nike retroing them? Something along the lines. And he basically said that Nike, it's okay for Nike to do it. Give the people what they want. Along those lines. Of course, people started losing their minds. And, yo, copped. Yo, they need to drop them. That's how Sneakerheads talk to me. That's how the Sneakerhead voice sounds like on IG and Twitter. Need. Copped. I need these. Auto copped. Yo, make this happen. Yo, Nike. Hit us up. Yeezy. I need a ten and a half. That's how Sneakerheads sound to me when I read on social media. Facing off. I don't want this. I don't think, and this is why I say this. This is one other thing that I'll, and I say this. Boy, Adidas, <laughs> y'all are in a downward spiral. You got your main attraction giving the thumbs up to Nike to go ahead and release easy. Let me tell you something. Adidas, you don't want that to happen. You don't. Okay. You just don't. And honestly, he shouldn't even be saying stuff like that while under your brand. He should be saying, that's not a decision up to me. You know, I'm three stripes. That's that. Adidas. Ooh, Pharrell is falling off. You guys remember Ivy Park? I don't. You know what? Let me talk about that real quick for a second. Boy, did y'all lose y'all minds over Ivy Park. Ivy Park stuff is and was whack. Not Beyonce. Shoes, the clothes, everything else, whack. Mediocre at best. It's not a staple in the sneaker community whatsoever. I have Never seen once during quarantine, before quarantine, even the month after it dropped, an on-foot pick from anyone. I might have seen one person. I've seen a few people like, yo, these just came in. These are fire. The shoe in the box, the shoe on the box. I have seen people selling them now. Who cop? I'm not seeing women. On IG or Twitter twerking, wearing Ivy Park tank tops. I'm not seeing Ivy Park uh, jumpsuits and sweatpants anywhere. So don't get mad at us 
when we said it was whack, it was going to be insignificant, and I told a few homies, I wouldn't be shocked if Beyonce won't be with Adidas by the end of the year. Creative differences. They decided to part ways. Ivy Park doesn't exist anymore. I love Beyonce. Beyonce is the epitome of what we view from the outside looking in as the perfect woman. Do not get my personal views on clothing and sneaker products misconstrued with how I feel about Beyonce. Don't do it. Clothes, sneakers, whack. Clothes, sneakers don't exist. Clothes, sneakers mean nothing in the sneaker community. I haven't seen any women wearing it either. So don't think it's just men who are hating. It is women as well. I know I did that. But Yeezy 2s. I had Yeezy 2s. I had Platinum Yeezys. Sold them. Only reason I had them. Would I take a pair now? Of course I would. You gotta release Yeezy 1s first before Yeezy 2s. I don't care for Yeezy 1s. Didn't care for them when they dropped. The colorways and all that were phenomenal. Didn't care for them when they dropped. But you gotta drop Yeezy 1 before Yeezy. Readily available to everybody? I don't know. This brings me up to the topic of like sneaker legends. There are legendary sneakers in the sneaker community that I don't ever want to see retroed. I have questions on why they have never been retroed. Why hasn't a Lightning 4 been retro? Why hasn't a Tokyo 5 been retro? Why hasn't any of the Ben sneakers been retro? They've retroed Dorenbecker sneakers. A lot of people forget that. I think the phone posit, the phone posit, the DB6, Maybe the DB10, the DB5, I don't remember. Maybe those retroed as well, but they all retro DB sneakers. No retro specific sneakers in the past. I think even right now, it's time to get a legitimate PE. They retro, I'm sorry, when they released the PE uh, Ray Allen 13 back, how many years ago, 2011, whatever it was. It's probably time to retro that again, maybe. But there are certain sneakers that I don't think I want to see retro again. Oh. Real quick, I'm doing top 10 foam posit colorways to me. We've done it before on the show, but I just in my spirit to talk about foam posits this morning. I love legendary sneakers. I do. I, 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 I love unicorns. I love sneakers I never want to see again. I don't want to see certain sneakers be retroed again and then turn into just regular sneakers. And I don't even view it as like, you I want the opportunity to have it. I get it. Especially considering a sneaker like that goes for about, you know, 5000 maybe more. I get it. But I don't want to see a Yeezy 2 retro again. Maybe not yet. Maybe I'll give it another 10 years. Another 10 years, maybe. All right. Another 10 years, we'll probably be talking about 
retroing Curry easy now. Even though I don't think 50 is ever going to stop, which I suggest they don't. I think that's been the smartest move by, by Adidas. And every week we talk about it, good or bad, while they keep releasing 350s. But 350s releasing as much and not stopping might be the greatest decision by Adidas of all time. I think if maybe they did that with Ultra Boost 1.0s, never stopped, they'd still be more respected by the sneaker community. And anything that I'm talking about is strictly about the sneaker community. I don't know what, you know, Dan Smith, if he's copping Ultra Boost, you know, works for the law firm downtown Phoenix. I don't know what he's doing. All right. Talk about the sneaker community and what I see on social media. Um, back to Easy Twos. I don't know. What makes the Yeezys from Nike more phenomenal is the fact that it birthed the colorways that it did. The colorways are more important than the actual shoe. Those colorways have broken off into other brands. All right. You see pink and black, you automatically think Yeezy. You see tan, you think of, you know, Zen Gray. You start think, seeing all this stuff. That's what it makes you think of. I don't personally want to see them retro because the sneaker community, it needs legends. You know? It's like when LeBron came out and Kobe came out. They're the next Jordan. It doesn't matter, man. Let them be LeBron and Kobe. I'm not looking for the next Jordan. Just make sure this league is still thriving. That's it. I get why people do want Yeezy 2s. Yeezy 2s today, we'd make them work. They're essentially athletic Timberland boots. We know it. They're no bulkier than some of the stuff that we're wearing now. Um, it's cool that he said that. But then I think he followed it up with some I'm voting for Trump against stuff later on. Who knows? I don't know. Easy is such a polarizing figure. I mean, goodness. Do I see something he says? I see him looking ridiculous out. I'm like, man, he is annoying and a moron. And then you hear can't tell me nothing. Oh, Woo. put something in your spirit. I touch the sky. Got something to you. Um, but yeah, retro easy twos. I don't know. I feel like it's too early for that. Who knows? Uh, what else did I want to touch on real quick? I don't know how long this episode is going to be. Um, oh, you know what I will say though. I will going back to the easy topic. The Yeezy 1 and Yeezy 2, to me, is a prime example. Even LeBron and stuff like that is a prime example of why your first, your very first, like your first and your second signature sneakers, Yeezy 1 and Yeezy 2, that's a signature sneaker. It's why, it's why it's important that your first and your second signature sneaker are undeniable fire and flawless. Because when you get down the road, and you start talking about retros and what people miss, and then people have the opportunity to get, or what they slept on at the time, you want your sneaker line to be brought up in discussions of retros. LeBron has started the process with retros. He's retroed, what do we have, sevens. Um, he's done Zoom Generations a couple times. Uh, LeBron, maybe that's it. I know I'm missing one or two. Um, but he started that process of retroing sneakers for us, which is awesome. And that's because those are considered some of the better ones in his line. And then we maybe think, you know, I'm sitting here looking at, uh, they're talking about Yeezy 2's retroing. And I'm like, no one ever talks about KD's retroing. 
And if you go back and look down the KD line, it's off. It didn't get fired until KD, uh, KD4. And KD4, it was fire. Five, oh, God, it was trash. Um, and the rest after that, eh, they're fine. I could see them retroing four. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. They did retro four. They came out with the all-white four to represent the championship. And it was done wrong. Nobody wanted all-white KD4 like that. It was whack. Uh, but they did re-release a KD4. I forgot about that. Um, but it just made me think, and I'm maybe I'm off topic, but it just made me think that your original two signature sneakers, they got to be fired. You want your stuff to be retro in the past. LeBron has a lot of sneakers we want retro. We don't need them, but we want to see them retro. We just do. Like, we just want to see them retro because we liked them in the past. And I think that's where a lot of those colorways come into play. Back then, colorways we couldn't get. Maybe your retros are those. I think it might be better or awesome if a lot of those colorways that never released when the sneaker was out are the ones that get retro. Maybe we don't need the OG colorways of a LeBron 7. Maybe we don't need the red carpet and whatever else. Maybe we need the, the superhero pack, the athlete pack, whatever, the Dion's, the Pennies. Uh, colorways LeBron 7s, the uh, Clark Kent's, whatever else came out that were special in that model, the, the Knicks hardwood floor, hardwood pack, whatever, birthday pack, whatever they were called. Maybe we need those retros instead of a lot of the OGs. Oh, uh, what else we talked about? I think that's it. I really don't have a lot for you guys today. I want to make sure I just got an episode out. Um, I think this is, this is a good episode you know to have on a saturday morning it'll be up real quick um video should be up at some point um i guess i'll do top 10 actually you know what? let me talk about phone posits real quick you know and like i said i'm doing top 10 phone posit colorways to me and you know with the resurgence if you want to call it that which i think is going to end up going out just as fast as they came back sbs um, I'm loving that Duck SBs are back, but I'm worried that they're going to go right back out just as fast as they came in. I need, as a sneakerhead, a resurgence of foam posits. I do, because foam posits, they mean more to the sneaker community than the sneaker community even realized. Like, foam posits are a moment in sneaker culture and maybe not flood the streets with them but you gotta bring back some of the most iconic colorways of all times of phone posits you just have to important phone posits are way too important to like come out with one a year maybe two a year well posits even went the route oh and this list is consisted of only men colorways i didn't include kids or women even though some of the kids and women colorways are fire but i didn't want to jumble up my top 10 you could actually do a top 10 women's and kids separately uh, that's how many phone posits they came out with, which is kind of like crazy because phone posits began to get away from the men's and started making specifically women phone posits and kids phone posits um i don't want to see something as important as a phone posit fade away i don't think nike will allow it because like i said they do drop one or two every year maybe three four um and they do sell out uh, but I think we 
I think a lot of people won't admit it, but they loved phone posits. They didn't love the price. Phone posits has always been expensive. Phone posits were retailing for two thirty and you know, two hundred, two twenty, two thirty, two forty, two fifty, sixty, even two seventy-five at one point. And people were like, This is out of control. Okay. You come back with phone posits, I'm telling you, I think the people will come. I think the people will come and I think the people who didn't like them when they first were when they were out there on the streets, I think they will come to them. I do. Um like I said, the phone posits that I make sure that I always have in my collection, pewters, eggplants, royals, coppers, stealths. I feel like there's one more, but that might be all of them. I don't know. Um, now bring back phones, Nike. Drop a pewter. Drop a copper. Drop an eggplant. You know, let me get them joints back. Paw, not eggplant. You know what I mean. Um, I'll do my top ten. Top ten. Foam posit colorways to me. I love to me. I love that you guys love to me. You can hide behind to me. To me is like processing, maintenance fee. I can say whatever I feel like as long as I add to me. Honorable mentions. These could be included in the top 10, some of them. But I put them in the honorable mentions only because I don't want to be disrespectful to some of the original colorways of some of the originals. And maybe like one or two newer ones that are in here. Solid colorway foam posits is what needs to come back. That's what I'll put it. Love solid color foam posits. Um, I got the Supremes. I don't care what anybody says. Those Supremes with the Versace little swirlies, whatever. The black reds, them joints fire. Period. I don't care what you say. Them joints were clean. A little tacky, of course. But what isn't tacky? Uh, florals. Florals probably came out like maybe like a year, two years ago. I like those. I like those a lot. I think they did really good at them. Chinese New Year's, fire. Uh, rust pinks. I think rust pinks are a newer one. I think those probably came out within the end of last year, some point last year. Holograms. Um, Paranormans. Those are done well. They're fire. So those are some of the armor mentions. Most of those are like graphic, um, with graphics on them and stuff like that. I love them. I do. Um, but I stuck with a lot of solids and a couple patterns here and there. So top 10 foam posit colorways to me. Number 10, cough drops. Cough drops were like your version of a foam posit bread it was black with a red sole on the bottom i remember i had bought a few pairs for my brother-in-law he had wanted them and i made sure he had got a pair um i think they had released maybe twice they might have actually retro those on my son i don't remember but it was one of the cleaner versions it had the red sole it had the black upper it was clean it was as good as you can get uh number nine stealths stealths i had them low um because even though they were black, they were matted, they were kind of hard to wear. It's not, I am not a fan of all black. The best part about stealths is they weren't like black, black. It was like matted, ashy, dry black. So they kind of looked like a dark, dark, dark gray. They were really hard to wear. You had to really put them together well. They didn't look good with any colored denim at all to me. Number eight, I got Suns. 
probably a little low. Pearlized purple. Suns colorways. The representation when Penny played for the Phoenix Suns at one point. Man, you want to talk about when they originally were getting ready to come out tacky. But they're... You'll go far. It's one of the better looking phone pauses in person. That purple pearlized pops. Really hard to wear. Suns colors, purple and orange. It's not an easy thing to wear. It's not even easy to wear if you're wearing Suns gear. It's really purple, but it looks so good. Uh, number seven, I got pewters. Pewters could have been higher. It's all silver. Uh, they look really good. Pewters is one of the pairs that I said that I keep, that I still have. Uh, you could probably hear my kids in the background screaming. I feel like, honestly, when you have little kids, when dad closes the door, gets in the shower, uses the restroom, that's when all the screaming and stuff happens. Anyways, um, pewters, phenomenal. They look good. They're classics. The translucent sole with the silver upper, the black up the middle. They're good. Um, number, and for those who listen to the podcast audio-wise, always do video. Check the video. Here's a picture of the sneakers on, on the screen. Uh, number six, I got the mirror blues. Uh, I was going to say the original chrome mirror, whatever you want to call it, uh, that I can't remember who wore them during the dunk contest. I don't know, Zach Levine, maybe? I remember that that dunk contest or during that All-Star weekend. Woo, mirror foams were like, yo, when do those drop? <laughs> foams? Foams can get the attention of people. They really can. People love to act like foams suck and they're clunky and they're this and that. Well, foams done right, they can get your attention. Those mirror foams phenomenal. Then I think they came out later with the bluish mirror where it was like gradiated in the blue or blue to, to chrome. Ooh, them joints are fire. Number five, eggplants. Purple. It's uh, different from the sun's purple. The sun's purple is pearlized. Bright purple. Eggplant, dark. It's color of eggplant. It's dark purple. Love them. Like, it's, it's like matted. It, it, one of my favorites. Number four, I got, oh, metallic reds. Let me tell you something. I didn't care for metallic reds at first because I thought they were too red. And then I remember I was standing in line to get inside of a dunk exchange. Some of you guys don't even know what a dunk exchange is. That's, that's how big dunks were. That the sneaker event was called Dunk Exchange. Well, this sneaker con, it was the Dunk Exchange. Dunk Exchange used to be lit. I don't know if it exists anymore or not. I'm not sure. But that's how fire dunks were at the moment where the sneaker event was called Dunk Exchange. I was standing in line to get inside the Dunk Exchange. And this is during the later years of Dunk Exchange. There was this guy close to the front of the line had on metallic reds. They looked so... And this is when foams were pretty much out. Already starting to be out or had already been out. Like I'm talking like out of people's minds as far as being a part of something you cop regularly they look so good i was in line on ebay no StockX, no gold at the time i was on ebay looking like prices on them were crazy high i was unaware how fire they were those are one of the sneakers i don't think me and georgia like zoom to get to try to resell or ever paid attention to um it might have been before i don't remember but man metallic reds my god uh number two i'm oh, sorry number three galaxy if you listen to this podcast, you know I love galaxies. Galaxy foams were done phenomenally correct. See them in hand, though? Eh. It's like screen printed on the shoe. It kind of looks like... Ugh. 
but man, you see them on feet with the glow in the dark soul. Oh my gosh, Galaxy Foam Posits were a moment in time in the state community. That whole All Star pack, of course, but Galaxy Foams hit different. Love the Big Bangs, love the Galaxy KD, love the Galaxy Kobe 7. Hate the shoe, but love the Galaxy theme of the Kobe 7. But Foam Posit Galaxies hit different. Number two, Coppers. Coppers probably should be number one, but I will not be disrespectful to the Royal Penny. Coppers, it's amazing that Coppers wasn't the second colorway to come out. <laughs> like Penny, Copper, Penny, Copper. I mean, it's self-explanatory. And they look good. They don't look gold. They don't look bronze. They look copper. Copper foam posits. If you have foam posits or collect foam posits and you don't have a copper in your collection, null and void. To me. Don't take it personal. To me. I have coppers. I wouldn't always have coppers. Penny, copper, penny, copper, penny, copper. Number one. The OG, Royal, Orlando Magic Blue, Penny, Hardaway, 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 Hardaway. It's phenomenal. The OG. What can I say? The best. The sneaker came out. It was 170, 180. This is when a lot of us during that period of time were really finding ourselves and how we dressed and finding our own style. We all knew how to dress. We were younger. I mean, I've been dressing since I was third grade. I always looked nice, period. High school was when it was like, you got to turn it up a notch. Those were sitting on the shelves. They weren't sold out. They were a grip of money. You had to debate. You had to ask for them. You had just got your parents and family used to paying 130 140 for Jordan, 150 You just got used to that. Now you're talking 170 180 Scratch that. You're talking about 170 180 for a sneaker that's all blue and doesn't look like a shoe. That was not an easy conversation to have with your parents. It wasn't. When you went school shopping, you always bought your clothes first. I did. I never bought my sneakers first. I always bought all my clothes first. And the reason was because back then, you didn't have to worry about something being sold. I got to get sneakers first. No, no, no. You could cop all the clothes you want. You could get your jeans, you know, you know when you was with your mom. Or your mom gave you money to go with the homies to go buy your school clothes. No, this was the age where you went to, to the mall by yourself with the homies with, with money. Your mom gave you a few hundred, get your school clothes. We ain't got pants first. We ain't got some shirts first. Got a dope jacket, whatever the case may be. Then you went to the full because Now you're about to go ham. But you got to pick the right sneakers to go with. And blue phones were sitting there. I remember me and my, my little homies were just staring at them. Because we was like, that might have been originally where I came up with, like, these suck. These suck but they don't suck because you just didn't know what to do we all tried them on you tried them on it felt crazy on your foot you didn't want to you didn't know if you wanted to buy them to be your basketball shoe that season or to buy them to, to, to floss in a lot of us had originally passed on them when they dropped i don't remember what else was out that year but there was something else that was fire irisons i don't know what it was and then we went to school and you saw like seniors a few seniors rocking them Oh, my God. I had to go back. Mom, Dad, I got chores. What are you going to do? Do I need lunch money? Save that lunch money. I would get my lunch money from my parents and go back in my room, put it in the closet so I wouldn't be tempted to spend it. Go to school, starve all day. I had a homie, yo, yo, let me get some of that food. Ooh, that's where you took care of yourself. That's where you took the homies to care of you. When you saving your sneaker money, you putting it in your sneaker box, the cop sneakers, 
and your homies gonna let you have half their sandwich, some of their chips. They go to Burger King and they get the, 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 the two burgers for two for five, two for two, two for three dollars. They give you one. It's with the fries. Stop. What are homies at like that? What are homies at like that? Anyways, that concludes this podcast. Hope I provided a little sneaker content for you guys this weekend. Uh, we appreciate everybody who likes, listens, subscribes. You guys are absolutely phenomenal. I appreciate every single one of you. You guys mean a lot to me, which is why I want to make sure the hats feel just that a little bit more special. Um, I really want to do episode 200. I really want to have a really talk talk about our podcast and the work that goes into it and you know i do i think it, it's time appreciate you guys uh that's the sneak this pow pow pow